0: Seahawks fans, welcome back to another edition of the Seahawks Playbook Podcast. I'm your host, Joel Alstead, sitting down with Keith Myers here to talk of Seahawks football. Keith, how you doing, man?
1: Uh, you know, I'm doing all right. It's been uh, it's been kind of a crazy week for me personally, but but I'm I'm getting through it. I'm surviving, and I am ready to talk some football. So yeah. let's get in. We're going to break down um, this week's game against Arizona, which I believe is an absolute must win for Seattle um if they don't win this game it's pretty much over
0: so we're breaking down you're <laughs> saying <laughs> or are we or are we going to talk uh green bay and uh that that is up till the-
1: yeah i mean this week we have that game coming up but uh the green bay game God, can we just do we? Oh yeah, I guess we have to talk about it. We do kind of have the show. Well, a but little it, bit, just a little bit. It was bit. such. It was. It was so. It, it was, was in so, hand. It was God.
0: there. It
1: was there. Like the defense there, is playing like it. a
0: top ten defense now. And the I'm not even exaggerating. Really
1: well, the defense played great against a really good offense, and the offense just could do nothing. And I know we had all had the expectation with Wilson being back that the offense was gonna going to return and be good. And and that was probably unrealistic because he looked rusty, like beyond rusty. And he was clearly having problems with the finger. Cause he left a few passes yeah. way I over even, the head of people. I, but
0: it could have been that worked, Um but they had a completely wrong game plan. At least Russell had the wrong game plan in his mind. I'm not exactly sure how the coaches drew it up uh, in the meetings in the in the week prior to this game on the field it's changed like didn't take what the defense was given it was an empty box we ended up having 11 rushing uh attempts against the green bay packers when we probably had close to 30 in this game considering how close it was fourth quarter Ended up throwing the ball like 40 times. Russ completed only of them, had a couple of picks, just went over and over again to try to go for the home run ball, which we've seen before. When it's successful, everyone's happy. We walk away with a win. When it's not successful, it bogs everything down. We can't convert third downs. We can't keep our defense off the field. Eventually, they wore down, and Green Bay scored 17 points, and that was the game.
1: Yeah, I mean, it wasn't just the the home run shots. I mean, there were there those were in the fourth quarter. They were like, you know, let's throw it into the end zone and and hope for a pass interference or whatever because the offense was doing nothing, but there were other plays. There were other opportunities um and then Wilson just sailed the ball high because he couldn't get the ball, right? Um and, you know, so there were other things and the offensive line was just playing terribly. So, I mean, Wilson wasn't even getting in he wasn't even allowed to finish his drop before he was already under pressure on a lot of the. That's passes. true. So I mean, all of
0: all bad. of that is true. I think both of what we just said is absolutely true. You were I was more on the emotional kind of overarching thing, and you were really trying to get into the weeds a little bit on the technical stuff. And you were absolutely correct. You know, if we point to the offensive line, it was seemingly abysmal. At the same time. Russell Wilson was taking much longer to get the ball oh, out of his yeah. hands than, That's say, what I was saying earlier with the other quarterback rusty. in the game. Rodgers was getting the ball out quick, especially after that. After the first half adjustments, he came out, and everything was just like quick, 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 getting the ball out, trying to get into a rhythm, whereas Russ just continued to kind of take he, longer the pocket, not get that first read, and not get into a rhythm.
1: He hasn't played in a month and am uh, i being too hard on him i think you are because what was if the first read was taken away he's got to go through his progressions and he was going through his progressions slower than he normally does and so yeah he was holding onto the ball a little longer than we would like but if they're taking away still, the first read... you when you
0: know that, when you know that, though, when you know so that he, the, so the offensive it, line is struggling and you so get he, to three seconds in your drop back,
1: but that's a problem. He, if your first read is covered, you don't throw the ball into coverage and but, give but, up okay, the, an but, interception.
0: Yeah, I, I get that. But in hindsight, and, and I, I get it, during the game, you just don't, you can't figure that out. But you watch the All-22 film let's just say Matty Brown's, you know, posting some videos online. He's showing first read options that are wide open, Keith, that Russ has oh, bypassed and gone for the shots instead.
1: But, so he's playing but outside wait, wait, of wait, wait, the wait.
0: offensive Here's, design when he does that. But he's
1: not. Here's the problem with, with that, but is that. he's throwing in assuming, double coverage. You are assuming you know what the first read is on the play. And I can tell you, Without a doubt, that the way these offense is set the up first read is,
0: is what Russell Wilson reads at the line of scrimmage. No, and if he reads single coverage, on, everything on is Swain, everything is read, then,
1: everything is read deep to close. Um, and so his first read is, is that is that a problem? It's every, every every team does that. Um, you want your quarterback looking at those plays. Yes. The problem, okay. the problem yes. is, is when, the, that when, the, when you're making the line calls and all
0: that stuff, and you're still at the line of scrimmaging, and you're calling your audibles and stuff, yeah, you're identifying opportunities in those few seconds. But when the ball is snapped, it seems you like that that, me- needs, that that dynamic needs to change. When you immediately see double coverage on DK Metcalf and Tyler Lockett, you've got to go, your third option has got to be your first option. I'm just saying it's just boom, 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 and consistently no, it's, we're it's, not seeing that.
1: That. I, I, that that that's just not the way quarterbacking in the NFL works. You have um, you have designed reads. You have to go through your reads. If you just jump straight to your dump off every time, right? That's Charlie Whitehurst and the team lost 6 to 9 to a terrible Browns team. Um because that's what Charlie Whitehurst did every single time. Is it's he funny automatically you that
0: Browns game. I just that popped into my head yesterday. I was just thinking about because, the same thing.
1: But that was literally what he did. He never even looked. He 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 knew where his um his check down, his outlet, his you know, swing pass true. was yes, and he didn't true. he didn't care about anything else. He automatically went to that because he didn't want to get sacked. We anymore. obviously
0: know Russell isn't that. Yes, but some, but, that's, but somehow or another though, Keith, there's some sort of disconnect. And I want to try to figure it out. It's like you and I are kind of like ships passing in the night talking about this thing right now. And I'm just trying let's get to a core understanding of like what's happening, what happened in, specifically in this Green Bay game. You can attribute so what, it to him not being able to grip a, the ball. You can contribute it to the offensive line.
1: There's a bunch of things that that are, that are contributing here, but I think what you're talking about isn't one of them because um, he was going through his progression, the way the plays are designed, the way the progression is designed. The problem is being rusty. He was going through his progression really slowly. And I think that, is that was, that was a big problem. Was he, his coming off his first, um, read going to a second, going to his third, it took was taking him much longer than it normally does. I still have a little problem with that.
0: And, and the reason that I have have a little bit of a problem with that is that he ended up having, you know, going through 12 or 13 pressures as well as three sacks while going through his progression slowly. So, if he knows he's going to go through progression slowly, if the coaches recognize the fact that he's going to go through his progression sl- slowly, we're within a three-point game up until the fourth quarter. Why aren't we running the ball? Why aren't See, we doing anything that to was, mitigate that was part the of pressure I, on this situation? That's what I
1: said. There, there, there's, there, there's four parts to to why the offense failed. Rust going through his progression slowly, you can chalk up to rust. Russ. He hasn't practiced. He hasn't played. It's just been forever, and he is just... it it, it was just processing slower than he normally does. You're right. Um, So that's a problem. Why didn't they run the ball more? Whether it be what was Shane Waldron calling or what Russ was seeing at the line and changing to, that's a problem. You've got to run the ball more than 11 times, especially when your quarterback is struggling. You've got to go to your run game. You've got to be able to go get four yards here, five yards there, and just take the pressure off. Make it third and four rather than third and 10. Uh, make it easy, and that, that Keith. But That's I'll point you to problem. this.
0: I'll point you to this stat in just this game. Russell Wilson, in attempts of ten or more yards downfield, was two of fifteen for thirty-four yards and two interceptions in this game. So it just isn't going through progression slowly and whatnot. He made choices to go to take those shots and and knew that he was sailing the ball, knew that he was having a problem gripping knew that he was throwing into coverage, and still made those attempts. Just to give you some perspective, in weeks one through five, he was 24-38, 646 yards, seven touchdowns, one interception. And now, a word from our sponsor, DraftKings. Football fans, who's ready to score some free bets? Now you can when you bet on any NFL game this week with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. New customers who bet just $1 on either team to score can win $100 in free bets. When a team scores, you score. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state yet, DraftKings won't leave you empty-handed. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contests. DraftKings is giving all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TPPN. Bet $1 on either team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score. With promo code TPPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook. An official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 and older. New Jersey, Indiana, and Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum five dollars deposit and one dollar wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com/sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler. Yeah, so
1: he was.
0: He was. That's the epitome of rust. <laughs>
1: I mean, that is yeah, rusty. That's Not yeah, only I mean, with
0: he, his throws, but mental game too.
1: Yeah, I mean, you go through it. You you can't watch that game and think Wilson played well. He didn't. It was um, one of his
0: poorest performances, I thought, and that's yeah, why I'm I mean, guess I'm so hard on him. Like, quote, I, I get it. I mean, it, I get the idea that there's more than one thing going on here. Um, but it it just seems to me by default. We're kind of deflecting off Russ here and we're kind of no, going to the offensive I don't think line. We, we're going towards the play we calling. We're going the defense.
1: Because we're saying being, I, I'm saying that there are, I four, mean, there are a good f- defense. There are four things that contributed to Seattle's poor performance. Wilson is one of them um okay. and and his go through, going go
0: through your progressions
1: right yeah his his progress his going through his progression slowly is no one what of them. no you go um, through throwing, your progressions throwing the throwing those like <laughs> his lack of accuracy on his deep ball i mean his accuracy yes. on his deep ball is his calling card that's what he is best at i agree um and he wasn't and it wasn't there he was sailing yes. other throws i mean wilson played terribly let's let's not let's let's not okay. um right let's the talk about calling, the other factors The play calling and the lack of a running game is a major problem. Where was that? Is that Waldron or is that Russ? I don't know. You don't know. And anyone other than Waldron and Russ that claims they know is lying to you. So So,
0: let's let's take take that little piece and let's talk about that for half a second. So when Pete Carroll came out in his press conferences, he talked about just the team in general, not getting into a rhythm on offense, not being able to convert on third downs, therefore shortening their opportunities to run the ball in the game and really attributed kind of everything to that. You know, he said leading up to the game in the meetings throughout the week, they stress the importance of the balanced attack and all that kind of stuff. They get to the game and it just unfolded in a different way. They weren't able to convert. Um, They got into first first and long, second and long opportunities, which then forced that third and long throw that, that Wilson just wasn't able to to complete and they really never did get into any sort of running game at all.
1: Yeah. And I think okay. that's a problem. You have to, you have to be more deliberate about it. You, if your quarterback's struggling, be more deliberate about it. Call, especially call in a tight runs. game Yeah,
0: where, where the opponent literally ran 40 minutes worth of plays on you.
1: Yeah. You had I mean, the
0: ball for 20 minutes. So like this I said, was not good. I know
1: that Pete was, Pete was deflecting and saying, you know, it just it, it's the way the game flow went and blah, blah, blah. But if you know your quarterback's struggling, go ahead and run on first down. Or even if it's second and 10, and, go, and go ahead. And Alex Collins had 10 carries for 41 yards at 4.1 average. Yeah, so second and 10, because you you were incomplete on the first down, don't be afraid to run and, and make it third and five. Because third and five is way better than third and 10. Yes. Um, and so do things like that. Like, you, be okay with it. And um, they needed to do that. They didn't. And I don't know whether that was what the plays that Waldron was calling or what that was Wilson making changes at the line of scrimmage. But like I was saying, I don't know that you don't know that. And anyone other than those two and and Pete Carroll um, that claims that they know they're lying to you because they don't. Know. The
0: the only <laughs> thing that worked on offense, the only, th- well, other than Alex Collins and, and he's been gimped up as well with, with a little groin injury
1: mm-hmm. um, for
0: a couple of weeks. And Pete reiterated that in his press conference. But the only thing that really worked in this game, which I got kind of excited about was Gerald Everett, um, eight receptions, 63 yards. Um, yeah, that was really the only thing that that worked on a consistent basis throughout the game. Everything mm-hmm. else was just um, fits and starts, and just really just discombobulated. I mean, when zero points in a game, yeah. first time in Nothing Russell worked. Wilson's career, right? It's so, just, so, it's so there's so the
1: let's... there's the first two. Okay. The third one, the third one to me is the offensive line play because it really didn't matter what play the Seahawks yeah. were trying to run it wasn't going to run as designed because the offensive line simply couldn't block anyone. Um, I don't know if Dwayne Brown's hurt or what, but he his play has dropped off considerably. Well, he,
0: he was hurt in this game. Didn't He went out, didn't come back. Pete Carroll did say that he's fine this week. He's going through walkthroughs. He should be good to go. I don't know yeah. if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I, I'm not, we talked I'm about not this a little bit the, on it.
1: Yeah. I'm not talking about the the injury and him leaving and, and Jamarco Jones coming in. I'm talking about even before the injury when he was playing. No, all right. he, he was just getting beat yes. over and over again. Right. Um, and we talked know,
0: about this as far as like, okay, so if he's playing this bad consistently, and we've seen this for not just this game, but a few games, more than one game this year, where Dwayne Brown's diminished. Like it's just happening in front of our eyes where a guy gets to a certain age, he slows down a step, injuries start to pile up over the years, and those joints and so forth just become weaker, your speed getting to the edge becomes less prominent and it's time. And I think that's what's happening to Dwayne Brown. And so my question to you is, when do you bring a guy like Forsyth in to see what you've got? at what point in the season you're three and six now you could be three and seven after this next game
1: i think you wait until you're eliminated from the playoffs because the way the nfc is shaking up you've got five good teams although both of the ones in the west um are playing poorly at the moment um but you've got five good teams and you've got a couple of other teams that look like they're the playoff teams that but they're in a lot of trouble because of injuries and, and and that kind of stuff. So, you can make a run. You can be three and six and still make a run. Um, I think once it becomes once sure. once you get to like seven losses or eight losses, then now you've kind of limited yourself and you're not really able to. At that point, you got to get a guy like Forsyth some snaps and and you got you got to evaluate what you've got in them. And if you want them to develop into something, you got to get them some playing time so they can have tape to study. So what do you think Uh,
0: also about uh, Damian Lewis over there at left guard as well? It seems like he's been struggling a little bit this year against superior competition and, you know, and, and adding insult to injury in this game, he was bulldozed and called for holding on a play where he clearly didn't hold. He just got completely railroaded and run over.
1: Yeah. Um, I know you were like uh, him to left guard is 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 the problem. It's not because it's not necessarily
0: is- the problem. I'm just saying it might be contri- a contributing factor to the overall play of the I offensive don't. line.
1: I don't believe that it that it is. I mean he's he's been good at times this year and and he struggled at other times. Um, having you know, Fuller next to him for most of it I, I, is where I contributed a lot of it too. Cause yeah just not, and I think it's
0: two weak players on either side of him is really yeah. a, a factor
1: and with, with Dwayne, Dwayne Brown's um, you know, diminished play that's hurting. Uh, and you know, at the same time, he's, he's a good run blocker and an okay pass blocker. And when you're only doing 11 run plays in a game, you're playing to you know the thing he's not as good at. He he's a good run blocking player. Uh and if they if they were to run the ball more, it he would look like he's playing better because you're playing to his strengths, but they're not doing that right now. Instead, they're playing to Gabe Jackson's strength because he's the pass blocking guard of the two of them. And guess what? He looks great. So I think that, that has a lot to do with it. So, I, I, okay. With Lewis, so offensive
0: line play, what's the, what's your fourth pillar? Uh,
1: so it really comes down with all of this is I think that what we've, what we're, what we're seeing and what we've been seeing uh, throughout this year is that you've got, it's, it's the time of possession part. It's the third down conversions. And, and this is one of those things where you, what you were saying earlier does have a little, little bit of a point. There's, if it's third and four. And you've got a five-yard completion, take it on third and four. Don't go for the 41-yard fade. It's it's such a low percentage play. You need to string together some first downs. And that that is on Russ. And I know part of it is you know, if he sees one-on-one coverage against Metcalf, he's gonna. Going to take it and and throw it out there. The problem is, though,
0: Keith, he's not seeing one on one coverage. And if he is, it's pretty well disguised and it ends up being double coverage because the safety's hopping on him after, you know, 10 yards or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah. The other thing that you're not really talking about um, is just the quality of the opponent, you know, and and Green Bay's not a slouch. They struggled in this game. It was a defensive game. There was no question about it. I thought a lot of their struggles was attributed to our. Defense being really, really solid in this game, yep. but their defense as well, uh, True. shutting down Seattle was, you know, getting well, credit.
1: This, that's what I said all last week was that that defense is better than people give them credit for. That is a that is a fantastic defense in Green Bay, and yes, that had a lot to do with it. But you can play great defenses and not get shut out. I was referring to just what, what was wrong with Seattle and none of the things, none of the things that I, that I was saying, um, take anything away from green Bay. These are mistakes that Seattle is making that even against a great defense, you can make these changes. You can do these other things and get better results. I think
0: so. Everything that we talked about is fixable. I mean, this isn't like a, um, this isn't a situation where we just have a serious talent deficit on offense and mm-hmm. there's nothing we can do about it. It's just who we are. That's not true. This isn't a situation that is seemingly in our control. We can evolve to make mm-hmm. changes. Uh, Russ is going to get better. Um, Pete said he had a great week of, of uh, you know recovery and qualifying. There was nothing in that game that happened that made his finger any worse. So it's going to continue to get better. Okay. Let's shift gears. Let's go to the other side of the ball and just talk about, like, a really good defensive effort in this game. Like, yeah. we should have won this. This should have put us in a position to win. That's how good the defense played, I thought.
1: The, def- the defense played really well against um, a really good offense and did enough to win. The defense did its job. So. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean Jordan Brooks had a good game, Ryan. Neal had a good game. Jamal Adams, I thought, had one of his most complete games as a mm-hmm. Seahawk,
1: including um, an interception.
0: Yeah, exactly. Trey Brown's continuing to evolve and play well. I think the corner position seems to be somewhat solved, although uh, DJ Reed had it had a slip on a, on one play and allowed a, a monster play to them. Yeah, but Reed, um, Reed
1: Reed wasn't as good in this game as we're used to seeing, although. Um, you know, Devontae Adams makes a lot of people look like they but don't have But nonetheless,
0: Devontae so. Adams was still held in check. I mean, what, six, seven receptions for 70 yards, something like that. So it's not yeah. a huge production day for him. Um, what do you think – let me ask you this, just an overarching question. We started horrible. Um, mm-hmm. We've now been like four or five, six weeks of really fairly consistent football. Has your opinion changed of – Ken Norton Jr.
1: I don't know. I'm, I I was thinking about that this weekend when I was watching this defense play really well against Rogers and company. And I not, I'm not sure what to think right now because we let's, let's, let's play the, let this play out a little bit more because they were really awful at the beginning of the year. That's an appropriate answer. And if they're that awful at the beginning of the year, two years in a row, why, why are they awful at the beginning of the year? What, what are they doing in the I, off season? I think what the, are they doing during training camp? Right. Not getting the team ready to play. Yeah. In the I think the, rolls
0: the two things, the, the things that I noticed, um, in both seasons was the fact that they were trying to install too many exotic packages and looks early in the year when, when the team just wasn't clearly ready for that. Um, I and that's to me that's the answer. Plus, you were missing KJ Wright. You know, I think is a is one of the most articulate and smart, most intelligent players that the Seahawks had on defense that helped them diagnose a lot of plays. And mm-hmm. he was no longer there. You had Jamal Adams, who was a little ad hocish in his play, maybe not entirely subscribed to the scheme. Early, you had a couple of corners that were fighting in Trey Brown and and Witherspoon on uh, whether or not they wanted to play exactly the way th- the defense was drawn up because they didn't really trust that everyone else was going to be in their spot. You're saying
1: Trey Flowers, not not Trey Brown.
0: Well, not Trey Brown, Trey Flowers, and then yeah, witherspoon. You said,
1: you said Witherspoon and Trey Brown. I'm like Trey, Trey, Trey <laughs> Brown was hurt. Yes, he wasn't right, playing right. I was just making sure we got it right.
0: And both those guys that I mentioned are gone.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Like they're gone. It's crazy. We went through this entire competition in the offseason and ended up with those guys being the starters. And then they're poof, they're just gone. Well, yeah. So, because
1: if, if they're not, this is, this is one of the things that you and I were talked about during when the defense was bad. It was if the guys aren't willing to do it as it's drawn up, like what you're asking them to do, if they're not willing to do their job, then they shouldn't play. Yeah. But get someone in there who's willing to to do their job and not try and do everyone else's job because playing defense requires that you are very disciplined in your assignment. And when guys weren't doing that, they shouldn't play. And so the fact that Flowers got benched and then cut should surprise no one because he wasn't doing his job.
0: Okay. So I think that that's though, that's a bold kind of thing to do is jettison your, your two corners and go with other guys. I mean, granted Reed came in and, you know, but nonetheless, my, my point is that Ken Norton junior did what he needed to do. I know it was late, but he did it. He got the defense back. They dumbed it down a little bit so that everyone kind of bought in and it seems to be working now granted they're still short a few players i think that they they could use a guy like kj Wright. they still could use a guy i think uh, i watched the monday night game where kansas city uh was playing and um i I missed jay uh reed you know at uh the three tech um jaron reed Uh, i think the team could probably use a guy like that still um so Uh, you know, just a big overarching question. I think you answered it appropriately. Let's let this thing play out. Let's Mm -hmm. try to figure out where we're at. But nonetheless, do you, even if, no matter how well we end, are you now still going to question how we're going to start next year, no matter what? Absolutely. Yeah.
1: Because they, they had under Norton, they had never been, they never started out well in the year. They got better as the season wore on. But why are, why are you not, ready yeah. for week 1. You have all off season to install everything. You've got training camp and the preseason to prep. When you get into week 1, you shouldn't have people who are lost. So something that you're doing in designing um your like how you're installing things, how you're getting buy-in, it, it isn't working.
0: What about the incomplete effectiveness of Shane Waldron? Like, how do you, how do you feel like he's doing or Do you feel like things could be going well, or do you think that he's underwhelming or that there are inherent structural problems? I mean, how, how do you take his fit in this system now?
1: Honestly, I, I don't know how you could evaluate him yet. Um, just the way that, you know, the offense was fantastic. Uh, during the first five weeks, under Wilson, um, even though the defense was terrible and they just uh, the didn't offense have any didn't, opportunities, they didn't have possessions, but they were still number one in points per drive and yards per play, and they were the best offense in the NFL. Even though they were getting like in, in the Titans game, they only had three possessions in the second half, um, and so no chance for a rhythm, no chance for you know any kind of uh, momentum. They just had to like you know try and. Like at one point there was an hour between possessions because of halftime and two really long, uh, Tennessee. It was (laughs) just seems
0: so ridiculous when you said that out loud. It's just like, it's so true though. There
1: was over an hour of real time between Russell Wilson passes. Um, so, but they, they were, and they were still outstanding. So i look at that and I go, yeah, like I'm, I'm on board. Uh, I can't evaluate him with Geno Smith at quarterback because Geno Smith isn't good. Um, so there's that. And this last game, how much of the run pass problem was him and how much of it was Russ? I mean, I do think that he, he gets how much of it
0: is just the fact that we don't have Chris Carson available and Alex Collins had a groin injury and so they were going to meter him anyway. And then they just didn't get into it. They just didn't find their rhythm.
1: And so, so, there. I mean, there are those things, and and we don't really know. But I do think that he gets he gets pass happy, whether it's him or Russ. Um, but if it's if it's Russ, then it's what he's telling Russ: Hey, if you see this, switch to this play, and and that kind of stuff. That's it's leading into a pass happy offense a little too much. Um, and so, I'd like to see it. They need more than eleven called uh, run plays in a close game. Like that. That just needs. That just needs to be true 59
0: um, plays 59 plays 11, 11 carries and only 20 minutes of possession time yeah and that's so that, crazy so that what to, that tells you right there is there's just one two three and out one two three and out one two three and out yeah. or you know or turnover we had two
1: turnovers too so yep so i i it's incomplete there are some things that are real that are that are really nice like the first five games were outstanding um there are some things to be concerned about i think his, like i said the run pass um usage there was one at one spot in one of the games where he they ran the ball like six straight plays and they got one first down and then they it bogged down and ended up punting on the next one because they they literally never tried to throw it um and that's just like okay we wanted you to run a little bit more in this next drive, but that doesn't mean that's the only thing you're allowed to do. So there are some things that you're like, okay, that's a little weird. He's also a first-time play caller, and I'm hoping that he learns. But there are other things that I think are much better. They're so much better than they were last year. Uh, so Yeah, I think the route
0: concepts and route designs are, are stellar, but we just mm-hmm. haven't had a chance to see them. It just has been so inconsistent that it seems like the entire year hasn't been in rhythm. It's yeah. just been kind of sputtering even when mm-hmm. we were great like you said we just didn't have the opportunities so um i didn't mean to scold you when we first started um sure you ab- did about sure. <laughs> talking about arizona okay. but we're going to talk about arizona in the next show i promise yeah
1: no i was I, in my head i was thinking i was i have i've been prepping for that show too and I, I was there and then i'm also like i really just don't want to talk about the stream day game. It was so ugly. We probably
0: could have narrowed this down to recording was, one show this week because we're getting a late start because I had some technical stuff going on yesterday. It was, that was such an ugly,
1: ugly game <laughs> just you, Anytime your team gets shut out and, and everything, like I just didn't want to talk about it. So my brain was like, Arizona, let's go with that. Well, I don't
0: know that we necessarily need to talk about the game specifically. It's more of the structure of everything that's going yeah. on. And so... Um, so coming up, we're going to do the, um, the game preview show on the Arizona Cardinals. It sounds to me like Kyler Murray uh, is going to be ready to go for that game. At least that's the, the early word out um, of, of their camp. Um, so far this week is he's practicing. He's going through the walkthroughs, but he hasn't really tested it yet. So we'll find out. I think that that comes tomorrow on Thursday, Uh, and we'll see. Maybe we'll have more information by the time we push the record button as to what's going on there. Colt McCoy is their second option, and I don't think that Colt has a very good history facing the Seahawks, so um, they probably want to avoid that. But, does you he know, have they're good, does not he in have
1: a good history facing anyone.
0: No, it was funny because I think before he ended up in Arizona, I think that, that, you know, he ended up I think he only started like 10 or 12 games his entire career. Right. Only because of the injuries he had, like he had two ACLs as a quarterback. For, you know, and it's just not been a good situation for him. But um, so we'll go through that. And uh, we'll wind up our, our week uh, putting that show out. And that should be a good show. It should be a fun show because this is really the do or die week for Seattle. I knew that mm-hmm. the Green Bay game, regardless of Russell Wilson, regardless of anything else, was always going to be hard. I had it originally circled as a loss on the schedule. It's just one of those things. It's Green Bay. It's Lambo. It's middle of November. It's a, a hard place to play. It just is. This game, though, you kind of want to get because yep. right now we're at three and six, we could be at three and seven. Three and seven just seems much more of an uphill battle than three and yep. six right now, even though three and six is just normally I would be riding that team off. Mm-hmm. But there's so many things in play. I think we have the third easiest schedule in the NFL remaining. Yep. Even though we have Arizona twice and the Rams, everything else is like totally winnable. Um, so if this team can somehow get this game and build some momentum I think they could really get in I, I still think that they can so it's hard to see fans give up on this team I know it's hard having this record and seeing some of the dysfunction going on and so forth but I'm still holding out yep all right Let's anything else out here. All, no, right. Okay. <laughs> all right find keith at Myers nfl i'm at mwc hawk the show is at hawks playbook seahawksplaybook.com is your uh website we've got everything on there find us on our youtube channel and subscribe um i know that the team is not doing well but we would so love everybody to stick with us and watch the shows and you can find us on your favorite podcast app so until next time go hawk